Good morning and welcome to All Things Jessamine. Glad to have you here on this Saturday morning. And it is our pleasure to have with us a fellow who I have uh, known for many years. In fact, I think you've probably known my family longer than you know me. Uh, his name is Fane also. So you got to be careful today. We have two Fanes on the microphone. It could be dangerous. Bob Fane, welcome to the program. Thank you. We are glad to have you here this morning, and, and, and I've got several things that I wanted to talk to you about. First off, let's explain possible relation. I think you and my dad one time, he told me, kind of worked on some family tree genealogy type stuff now, and I think you did find out there was some connection way back. Is that right? Yes. Do you remember what that was? Well, we all come down from a William Fane who uh-huh. came here from Patrick County, Virginia. Yeah. In uh, the late 1700s, he had served in the revolution at Yorktown. Yeah. He had five sons and a daughter. Some were born here. I don't know who was born here. Right. Some came with him. And so that's where all of us come, the yeah, veins we all here. Come, we all come from William. Seems like he told me that you all had determined that it was like you and he were like a sixth, seventh cousin somewhere yeah, in that area. Yeah. So there is a tie there. Right. Uh, kind of like crabgrass. It's all one big happy family, <laughs> right? Well, Bob Fane has been around for a few years, born here in Jessamine County. Tell us when you were born and where, because we want to talk about that area of the country. Well, I was born in 1928. I was born on the Pollard Road. Yeah. My dad was locking Fane. He ran a store, and my mother was Minnie House Fane. It used to seem to me that everybody between Hickman Creek and the Kentucky River was kin to everybody else. <laughs> now, you mentioned your mother, Minnie House. There was a connection, I think, the houses. When they connected to the Hager somehow? Mother's uh, sister, Murdy, married Arch Hager. Who was Ellistine and, and Cornelius's and Lyman, Lyman and Buddy, yeah. the mm-hmm. whole bunch. That's yeah. their mother. So you were first cousins to them. Yes. Okay. And Pollard. A lot of people around here that are from here and have been here for a while know where Pollard is, but we have some new listeners. Tell us where Pollard is. Well, it's at the forks of the Pollard and Kissing Ridge and Mount Lebanon Roads. Yeah. Down in the south. Eastern part. Southeastern part. This morning I was talking with someone who had one of these new phones. Uh-huh. And uh, what I thought was funny, I said, see if you can call up Pollard on that map. And he did. <laughs> it came up. <laughs> yes. What about that? <laughs> so we're known world over, I guess. By now. Now, how long was your dad, how long did he have the store down there? He opened the store in 1916 and ran until he died in 66. Oh, 50 years. Yes, sir. The, the Larkin Fane yeah. store. Well, he before that, his father had run a store at uh, downtown Pollard. Yeah. Uh, and that's where he was born, in Pollard. So that little section of the community has produced a lot of your line. Yes. The Fanes. Yes. Now, tell us in relation to you, because we have some listeners who go back a few years here mm-hmm. in our county, and they will remember the name Robin Fane who was a longtime educator here. Yes. She was uh, my oldest sister. She was the oldest of six kids, mm-hmm. uh, one of whom died at uh, the, the second child, died when she was uh, two years old. Mm-hmm. Robin sort of helped raise the family. She uh, went to Elmwood School for eight years. Mm-hmm. I went there for two years. And back in those days, if someone in the country wanted to go to high school, a girl especially, they had to come into town and rent a room from some lady. Really? And uh, on uh, Friday afternoon, their father or somebody in the family would come get them, take them home. 
on Sunday, they would bring them back. And she got through high school like that. And uh, she had one year of college then. That summer, after her first year, mm-hmm. she was offered a job teaching. At, uh, after one year? After one year at Elmwood, where yeah. she had gone yeah. to school. Yeah. And uh, she finished up her degree, uh, I can't imagine doing it, by correspondence courses and going to summer school. Wow, while she talked. And she wound up with a master's, and she also wound up in several of her final years teaching library science at UK in the summers. Mm. Now, she, as I knew her, was the librarian at Jessamine County High School for a long time. Yeah, for that's, in fact, it's the junior high, Yeah, I guess. Elmwood was closed mm-hmm. uh, after my second year. And uh, we were moved to Sufferwell, and she went to Sufferwell as a teacher of the lower grades. Mm-hmm. Then she was transferred to Little Hickman as a principal, and I went down there too. Then after I graduated from Wilmore High School, that next year she got a job as teaching English and being librarian at Wilmore. And then she came to Jessamine County. You know, it's funny, remembrances you have of people. The first time I remember Robin Fane was as the librarian at the junior high, but she was also the beta club sponsor. Yes. And I was in that, and we went to a convention in Louisville. And and the thing I remember the, the most vivid, I'm going back a long time now, Bob, is that we ate at a Wendy's. Now, there was no Wendy's in central Kentucky yet. Oh. It was in Louisville. And we that was a big deal because we'd never heard of it. <laughs> and being a young, growing boy, I ordered a triple. And she was amazed that I would eat all of that <laughs> and never let me forget that I ate all of that. She's probably amazed that you survived it. <laughs> yes. We lost Robin just in the last year or so. Yes. And, and at age? 101. 101. Isn't that marvelous? A, lot, a very nice lady. Now, she's one of your siblings. You said you lost another sibling about two. What about the other ones? Well, the other uh, the third child was a girl, too. Her name was Rena. Mm-hmm. She sort of followed Robin's route and uh, graduated from UK mm-hmm. and got a job teaching at Christman Mill. She met and married a seminary student over at Asbury who was from Georgia. They moved to Georgia. He was a Methodist uh, preacher for 50 years or so. Yeah. Now they're both dead. And then so that's four. You got two more, I think. Okay. Then came Stencil. He graduated from UK in journalism. He got out in uh, 41. Mm-hmm. And my, my dad bought an interest in the Jessamine Journal. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Now, we're uh, going back pre-Ed Easterly days. Yeah. He was running that, and then Pearl Harbor came that December. Yeah. And he had an R- a commission through ROTC, and by March, he was in the Army. Wow. And the paper was sold to uh, their share of it. Right was to sold to Delmar Adams. And you can have one more. You got one more sibling we haven't talked about. Lilburn. Lilburn. Yeah. Stansel, by the way, was uh, uh, in the Battle of the Bulge, served under Patton. What about? And yeah. was hospitalized 18 months for his wounds. Gracious. Uh, Lilburn is the third. He married uh, Rose Underwood. Right. He ran the farming business down there. He's now in a nursing home in Lexington. Now, in the line of six, where were you? I'm the last. You're the youngest. And you and Lilber are the only two left. Is that right? Yes. Children were born two years apart, all of them. Wow. And Lilber was last. And then six years passed. And here I came 
I think I was known as Oh No. <laughs> What have we done? So I can see why Miss Robin kind of helped be somewhat of a second mom. It's yeah. Because she was, what, 16 years older than you? Is that right? Well, she was born in, oh, she was born in 1912. Yeah. That's 28. Yeah, 16. That's 16 years. Yeah. Let me ask you this, because you alluded to stencil going into journalism. Yep. Now, you were in journalism. Yes. Is that how you got an interest, because he was into it? No. I started in pre-med, but I can't do math, so I had to change. <laughs> so instead of numbers, you had to go to work. Yeah, I had to get a, a major where you don't have to know anything. That's journalism. <laughs> All you need to know is who does know. Right. And you ask them. Yeah. <laughs> so so you get out of high school. Yeah. You graduate from Wilmore High, go to pre-med, and at some point say, ah, yeah. this is not going to work. Yeah. Is that when you switched to journalism? Yes. Okay, and graduated with a degree in that. Yes, what right. was your first job? In Corbin. Print yeah. Newspaper? Yes. Okay. Corbin Times Tribune. It published six days a week. Now, where at this, at, at, in all of this, did you meet your wife? Well, Janice is a Navy brat. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was born at uh, Norfolk. Of course, being a sailor, her father got moved around, and she lived in several states. At one time, he got out of the Navy, and they lived out at Avon for a little while. Mm-hmm. And then when the war broke out in Europe, he got called back. He was, at the time of Pearl Harbor, they were living in uh, Topeka where he was a recruiter and they knew no, he was going to sea. So she and her mother came back to Corbin. Her mother was from Whitley County and her father was from Knox County. And she went to grade school there. And then 46, they bought a place over at Wilmore. The house is no longer there, just directly across from Wesley Village. Mm-hmm. Big, fine story, two-story two house. About where the Free Methodist Church is now. Yes. Yeah. Close to that, and the yeah. Veterans Center. Right. Of course, I was in during the war years, and we didn't have trips then. And uh, in 46, uh, the senior class, Janice was a member, mm-hmm. was going to Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. And Robin was a sponsor, and she asked if I'd like to go along, that she could get me a ticket. And I said, sure. Janice, well, that, that was her class. And you were out of school by now. I was out of high school. Out of high school. Yeah, I was right. in college. She was on that trip. And after we got in Washington, it, it seemed like every time I turned around, there, <laughs> there she, she was. was. Uh, she probably thought that every time she turned around, there I was. Anyway, we got acquainted. And uh, one night, we left the hotel in Washington and got out and walked around in downtown Washington at night. Mm-hmm. And I wonder if you could still do that. I wouldn't think so. I wouldn't try. <laughs> I wouldn't try. <laughs> anyway, and coming back on a train, well, wound up, she sat beside me. and So not many things good came out of Washington, but you did get a good wife. <laughs> You're right. You did yeah. get a good wife. Now, you all married. Tell us about the kids that came along. Well, the first one was Robbie. Mm-hmm. He, he's Robert Clarkin, and he was, uh, he was born in Corbin. Mm-hmm. He uh, went to local schools, graduated from Eastern. Mm-hmm. He commuted to Eastern. I wouldn't want to try that. He worked for IBM and then went with Lexmark. Mm-hmm. And then later when the cutbacks were st- uh, started, uh, he got a good buyout. So mm-hmm. he's now farming, and that's what he's always wanted to do. Good. Other son, Roger, he had hoped to teach, but when he got out of college, well, jobs were scarce. Yeah. So now he works for place in Lexington called American Board of Family Medicine. Mm-hmm. I don't understand exactly what he does, but I know he travels an awful lot. He's So he's the one that could do the math. 
Yeah. Yes. Yes. <laughs> uh, in, in fact, when he was little, I used to see him go, people don't believe this. Uh, he would go stand and look at the calendar, and I was wondering what's he trying to look up, and I said one day, what are you doing? He said, I'm adding. <laughs> and he would add the, the dates. The dates down. And that's, up. that's good. And he'd still do it. Now, both of them are married, though, to school teachers. Yes. They're retired. Both my, yeah. Both my girls from Wilmore. Yeah. That's great. So a lot of education and journalism in your family. Yeah. And then there's our daughter. Right. Diana. She's a sort of a sports nut. And she graduated from UK. Yeah. Worked for a time at, at uh, Cumberland Falls. But every time the administration changed at Frankfurt, she got laid off. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so she finally worked at the uh, uh, Methodist Home for Children for Sales. Yeah. She now works at, at Georgetown. So you got those three kids, and at what point in time did the job open up in the newspaper in Lexington? I've been at Corbin about two years. A reporter named Warren Schrader worked for a lady. He was in Corbin covering a store, and he came by the newspaper and uh, wanted to borrow a typewriter, so I'd take mine. And he finished his story, and we talked a few minutes. Well, just a few days later, the editor, the city editor, the leader, Henry Hornsby, called me and asked if I'd be interested in the job. Mm-hmm. And I didn't know him. Mm-hmm. Evidently, Warren Schwader heard said something about a guy in Corbin who works for little money. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it took. Yeah. And so I was there just over 40 years. 40 years. Yeah. Now, you said a couple of things in, what, in, you, in your comments just now that we have to ask you about. First off, we have to understand out there, folks, there's a lot of people listening that don't even know what a typewriter is. <laughs> that's days <laughs> well, gone that's, by. That's true. Yeah. but And that's the way you did it back then yeah. is the type. But the, the main thing is, is that people are familiar with the fact that in Lexington there is the Herald Leader. But I can remember the time when there was more than that. There was a morning paper. The Lexington Herald. That was the Lexington Herald, and that's all it was called. Yes. And then in the afternoon, they printed the Lexington Leader. Right. Now, wasn't, if I remember right, wasn't one of them more tied to the Democrat Party? Uh, Yes. Which one was that? The Herald. The Herald in the morning. Yes. And then the one in the afternoon leaned more toward the Republican Conservative Party. Is that correct? Yes. Is that the way that newspapers kind of ran back years ago everywhere? Yeah. So you had the two leanings represented. If you didn't like one editorial voice, you could... you go to the other. other Did they all carry kind of the same news? It was just different in its opinion? Uh, They each had their own reporters. Yeah. And, of course, they they both got the same wire services. Okay. Yes. So in what point was it? I don't remember. What year was it when they merged? 83. So in 83, that was the last time we had a morning and an afternoon. It all became one. Yes. The Lexington Herald Leader. And became... I'm sure because of economics was yes. probably the reason. Oh, yeah. So which one did you work for? I worked on the Leader, the afternoon paper. In the afternoon paper. Yes. And doing news stories, was that your main job Was as far as a reporter? Is that what you did? Uh, you you learn all beats. Yeah, I, I covered everything. Just whatever they needed. Yeah, yeah. back then. Uh, now, when the merge came, did you just continue to do kind of everything? Well, by the time by that time, I was working inside on a desk. One thing that I know you covered because I saw some reports about it, and I'm sure this may be, and you correct me if I'm wrong, 
the most emotional thing that you may have ever done. You were the editor on the front page the day Kennedy was killed. Is that right? Yes, I was the wire editor. How how did that come about? Can you remember that day? How did that all happen? Oh, yes. <laughs> Anytime I think about news reporting in that date, I think of Walter Cronkite and the way he delivered it, but the emotion mm-hmm. that you could see. It's one of those things where, you know, you're upset, but you got to do it. Yeah. Tell us about that day at the Herald. Leader. Well, we were almost ready to go to press. The uh, the wire services, uh, when they had teletypes, they had uh, a signal system. They would ring a certain way, a certain number. Mm-hmm. One ring, uh, yeah, they had a bell on the machine that you, you could hear. One ring was... Uh, something of interest. Two would be something urgent. Three, I think, was a, a bulletin that was going to come over. So it's kind of like the alarms at a firehouse. Yeah. The, just, more, the more times they rang, the worse it is. Yeah. Yeah. So just it, just, it just kept going. It didn't stop. So you had to wonder. Oh, what, yeah, it would stop and, and would get a bulletin, a prison shot. Okay. And it would start ringing again. Then you'd get another and another and so another. So details came in slowly. yeah. yeah. You get it as they got it. Can you remember? And I'm assuming everybody in that newsroom is like, "What? What is going on here?" Well, it was hard to believe. Uh, teletypes were in a separate little room, uh-huh. and no time at all. I could hardly get through to get to the machine. People are just jammed in there watching the right. news come in. And you had to get all this together and try to make some sense of it. Yes, because you had a paper that needed to be printed. Yes, and there were a circulation people were pushing me to roll the pages. And you want to get it that day. You don't want to have to wait to the next. Right. What was the mood when it finally came across that he had died? Uh, Uncertainty. What next? You know, what's going to happen? Who did this? Uneasy. Yeah. Everybody. And I would dare say that that newspaper was full of that. There probably wasn't a whole lot more reported other than that. That was uh, all we got in was uh, just a few inches. Yeah. President assassinated. Yeah. Can you remember in your career any other event that was as emotional as that one? Is that would that be the the pinnacle? No, no. Nothing tops that. Yeah. What in your 40-year career did you enjoy the most? Payday. (laughs) (laughs) And it didn't take you any time to answer that. And most people, if they were honest, that is the answer they would give about it. Well, things were different then. It it was a hometown paper and run by hometown people. Of course, everybody wanted more money, you know. Right. One time I, uh, I got pretty sick and I had to have surgery. Well... I was in the hospital for two weeks. Back then, we got paid every Friday. When that newspaper bought the paper, they said, we're going to improve the system. We're going to pay you every other Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Those two weeks I was in the hospital, my check uh, was sent to my house. Yeah. The surgeon ordered that I stay home for two weeks. It's MLD, you may have Right, yeah. yeah. So those two weeks, my check came in. Mm-hmm. In my box. Yeah. And then he ordered that for the next two weeks, I work half days. Each day, when, uh, each Friday, when I got up after finishing my half day's work, my check was on my desk. Uh, that doesn't happen anymore. No, no, no. What was the, What's the worst part of, of that career? What's the hardest, maybe not the worst, what's the hardest part 
of being a reporter? Well, writing something that you know is going to hurt somebody. Yeah. But it has to be done. It's facts. Somebody yeah. gets arrested. Right. Something yeah. bad. That would be especially yeah. if you know them. Yeah, you don't enjoy that a bit. Because, you know, they've got, what, quarter of a million people now in Lexington yeah. just alone. And Central Kentucky is so much bigger. But back then, Nicholsville was really small. And Lexington was a whole lot smaller. And you knew a whole lot more people. So you might be dealing with people you knew. I think those are the good old days. The good old days. Yeah. Uh, Lexington, and the 1950 census of Lexington was, I believe, 50,000. Wow. And Nicholasville, 30,000 or something. Yeah. Why did you finally decide it's time? Was there any certain thing, or you just said it's time when you retired? My 65th birthday. That did it. That's it. I walked out on my birthday. Yeah. Things had changed so much that the fun had gone out of it. Yeah. And there comes a point. Boy, you yeah. know, you've been retired then for, what, 23 years? Retired in 93. Yeah. So that's 7 and 15, yeah. Do you still write? Do you still do anything like no, that? Just gave no. it up completely? It doesn't pay. Yeah. <laughs> and Janice doesn't want to read it. <laughs> no, she wouldn't want to read it. She doesn't want to read it. This question has kind of become a staple of this show, the one I'm about to ask you. And, and it's somewhat of a hard question, especially if you answer it about yourself. But I'll ask it. Day will come when Bob Fane will not be with us anymore. Mm-hmm. What in one word? Do you hope people would remember if they mentioned Bob Fane? Okay. Okay. I think you're more than okay. (laughs) And you're being very humble about it, and I understand that. Friendly? Yeah. I think that's good, too. Yeah. I think it's good, too. And, you know, you, you, whether you you want to admit it or not, you have contributed a lot to our community and all the reporting you've done over those years. Just think. I mean, it's hard to imagine the the things that you have saw in those 40 years, the advancements and the news stories that we had uh-huh. between 1953 and 1993. Yeah. A lot of things happened. A lot uh-huh. of important things happened. Yeah. The newspaper business has changed. Yeah. But when I started, it was hot metal. Everything, every word cast in molten lead. Really? And you saw it go into from that on into yeah. was computers just starting? I guess when you retired. No, we we had them. Some we got yeah. them in the eighties. Of course, uh, night newspapers owned us, but then they owned a lot of big papers. They sent us computers that the Miami Herald had worn out, <laughs> and I thought, well, this must be the very bottom. Well, we wore them out even further and sent them to the another paper. What about that? <laughs> Well, I'm so glad that you came in today, a native Jessamine County boy. And I I know you lived a couple of places other than that, but you always came back. Yeah. Uh-huh. This is home. It's home. And it has been for your family for a long time. Have you ever thought I would ever want to go anywhere else? Just to visit. Yeah. No, I've, I've had chances to go other places. Well, I appreciate you coming in. Well, I was glad to be here after I got here. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate Bob coming in today and sharing these memories with me about Jessamine County and his life. We hope that you will continue to be with us every Saturday morning here on All Things Jessamine. We are so glad to have you. We do it every Saturday at 11 on Jess FM 105.9.